0: Welcome to the Dad Ass Podcast, the subpar, mediocre at best podcast about being a new dad. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Dad Ass Podcast, the completely unscripted, unconventional podcast just trying to help us all figure out this whole parenting and adulting thing. I'm Matt with a, a nice pour of something very tasty, and next to me is a tasty guy with a nice pour, Sean, a.k.a. Dude, the resident <laughs> family <laughs> counselor. I really like what you did there. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Yeah. I was going to go, like, professional, but then I was like, tasty pour, tasty yeah, guy. I was yeah. I'm going to go there. You know, you sweet little thing, you know. You know what I just noticed? We have
1: some really nice facial hair here. Yeah, there's a nice mm. progression of, yeah. like, you wish you could be a grown-up. Yeah. And then, like, two grown-ups. I don't know. I, I think like mine it. Mine might be a... No offense. Mine might be a touch longer. Yours is right now. Yeah. yeah. Usually, and more gray.
2: So, yeah. I've already gone to the summer cut. So, wintertime... I have yeah. inches, usually. Oh, yeah, no, no, so
1: mine yeah, yours was, was... You did have a bigger beard. Yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying hair and all my post-chemo glory. Yeah. I'm like, let's just grow it all. I'm sure. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm getting close to the summer cut, though. And actually, here's the truth. Um, <laughs> last summer, I tried to give myself, like, a summer, but then I, like, bought, like... Have you ever seen, like, the, the, the perfect little edger things, uh-huh. you know? I like messed it up. And then like, next thing I know, I've like taken off like half of my beard you and just so, have a chin
0: strap. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly no. what it, yeah.
1: So I was like, Oh, screw it. So then I, I haven't messed with it since. Yeah. Well, you know, and then I lost all my hair and all that stuff. But so I'm a little, I'm a little timid to the, uh, the trimming tools and yeah. the grooming sort of thing but yeah i did i ended up with just like this. i just i can't i it wasn't great it was about as great as when you decided to grow a mustache oh
0: i like the mustache <laughs> yeah, actually i actually do like one the mustache. of the most adult like re- signs of like adult respect i ever got a guy came to sell us like new roof on the house and i i kindly said no we don't need it we just got it looked at and um as he walks away he goes i really like your mustache and i was like yes I'm temporarily doing it. But now I don't I don't know if I want to shave it. I think I want to actually let it just get bigger. Yeah, I think you should go like full, like kind of like Fu Manchu. I've done sort. a fu- I, I started the pandemic with a Fu Manchu. I know you did. Yeah. But I mean, like I, I, I gave it its own to, name. I need you
1: to fully fu Man, commit though. Fu like, Man, like I'm talking. I should.
0: Long. Like, oh, no, I can't do yeah, that. I know. I, I got to still look will business, you. <laughs> business appropriate. That's my mustache. Like, I want you to be able to like braid it. So welcome <laughs> to the episode, um, not on bourbons and fun things, yeah. but beers. Yeah. And mustaches. <laughs> it's, this is our hair episode. <laughs> <It's there. laughs> the notes are all wrong on the yeah. paper in front of me, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to the point. This isn't a salon. <laughs> <laughs> what are these shiny things over here? That's where I thought we got the perm. Says the guy with the. Well, we're, well, well. Do you have I, a shaved I, head? I did j- again. Summer cut. Yeah, I had, I had yeah, hair. So you're straight. I just, not, not even
1: just the beard. Yeah, like I, I buzzed top. everything off. Yeah. yeah. See, I am too. Do you? you have a skull shaver? Uh, I. No, I just use a bic. Oh mm-hmm. no, no, you got to go all in yeah, on the skull I... shaver.
0: It's changed my world. Yeah, there's a lot of badassery going on here. Yeah, and you're not a part of it. I have a shape. <laughs> I have a. I got a one. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm pretty short.
1: But wait, question. This is settle it. Do you cut your own hair?
0: Not anymore. Okay, then we're done. <laughs> no, see, here's here's why. Here's why. I feel like with with how i'm out in public more now i need to make sure things are squared off no, and fair. everything's a little bit better when that's i was in fair. the military i did no like not even a one i didn't even have a guard yeah, I, I just I'll, went i'll pretend like that's not offensive like
1: i don't have a job where it's not important for well, me to look nice <laughs> And yes, you know it's you, not like we're but you know, with when, a very,
2: when you shave everything off there's nothing to not look nice
1: yeah right? that's true yeah. So,
2: uh, honestly well, but best, then i didn't
0: have like short you know and then it was like little hairs on the back so yeah all right uh, and i i'm only giving you crap i used to Kimberly and I used to get our haircut at the same place. To be honest with you, so I did leave a place where I was spending like twenty five dollars on a bu- on a buzz, and now went to Great Clips where I'm spending like thirteen.
1: Now I'm I'm squarely in the you get what you pay for category, and you're shaving your
0: head. Well, yeah, you I wait bought- in lot. You wait longer than it takes for the haircut. Oh well, yeah. Anyway, we're far off point. We should (laughs) probably introduce, we've already complimented beards, shaved heads, and we didn't even introduce Adam, who is with us on this episode. We are here at the one and only High Bank Distillery down here in Columbus. We are tasting some mighty fine drinks. We are going to learn from a dad of three girls. Mm -hmm. You've been, I'm not even looking at my notes. See, look at that. I should come back. Before (laughs) I even talk about your girls, um, you are the co-founder and master distiller and director of marketing here at High Bank uh, Distillery. You've been here in Columbus since 2003 when you were at CCAD. Because you started a business that is particularly in design work, right? States of design. But you're still doing that a little bit today, right? Because you're not busy enough. Because three girls, (laughs) a distillery, a restaurant, everything's not enough for you. Yeah. Which is why we want to talk to you. Um, But you've also been, um, most notably, been married since... 2011 to erica yep and so you are a distiller a dad and just an all-around fine specimen of a beard <laughs> for this summer welcome to the podcast thanks guys appreciate having me i should probably look at notes so probably we've already probably. talked about beards and facial we're, facial and hair butchered the intro <laughs> and then we also thought this is in a salon yeah so yeah um this is the last time he wants to talk to us yeah <laughs> um before we jump into um anything you came packing with a dad joke and some great drinks. What's your dad joke? Well,
2: the one I feel like it's appropriate to me. Um, I'll pretend that I accidentally rub ketchup in my eyes. Okay. And then say I've hindsight because my last name is Heinz. <laughs> I
0: like it. I like it. Oh yeah. That is good. I feel like there's something <laughs> you could do good. there though. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Like the other one is, so whenever, so maybe it's just a, a a sense of wounding from when I was a child. Uh,
1: I'm, a, if my, I'm a child counselor. It's fine. Lay it on. <laughs> me. Oh, here we go. Lay <laughs> on the couch. When,
2: whenever, uh, whenever somebody's falling behind one of my kids, I'm always like, Hines, catch up. Come yeah, on, Hines, yeah. catch up. It's just kind of like.
1: You do, you, do you do do any of your girls play soccer or yes. run track? Like, do you? Well, ever I mean, my oldest that? is six.
2: She is. This is her
1: third year playing soccer. So it's like beehive ball still, where they like
2: just pretty much like all. And I'm like coaching, migrate. and it's like, oh yeah, it's just one of those
0: and you're coaching well assistant coach okay do you have a whistle uh no no wow he they doesn't don't, even have a whistle they don't help anyway <laughs> okay so so let me get this straight like if if she's well they're still kind of like running like in a herd right at six oh for sure yeah. do you ever like if she's behind everyone do you start yelling heinz catch up <laughs> i should so I think that'd be I, hilarious. Cause then yeah. people are going to look at you like, what, why is he saying that? And then you're, you're going to be like the only one. Well, another, another thing, my, my wife's last
2: name, uh, her main name is beach, right? B E A C H. And, um, I, whenever we're in stores, she, so I would always call her beach or beachy, you know, but when we're out in public, I'd be like, Beach, get over here. And people would like. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> even my, my stepdad, I said that when we were at a Walmart. He's, he, looked, he whipped his head around. He's like, what did you call her? I'm like, her last name was Beach. He's like, you better be careful.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
2: <laughs> but my wife actually loves it. She, because it's like keeping her last name alive. And yeah. She, yeah. Um, she, yeah. that was
0: her nickname in, uh, in high school and stuff too. I feel like both of your your last names would be nicknames. Yeah, yeah, and, like, you know how usually when you, like, marry,
1: like, when somebody gets married, like, you either are going to, like, marry up in a name or marry down? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm i going to be honest with you. I feel like Kimberly's maiden name is Hoff, and she said this before, so I don't feel bad saying it. She's like, I feel like I married up with my, you know, Diddy's a fun last name, <laughs> right? But Beach and Hines,
0: like, I don't, that's a toss-up. Yeah, yeah, like, your kids would have been good either way. Yeah, yeah yeah that's a good story though yeah that's funny i feel like there's
1: probably some sort of like uh hot dog on the beach joke there, like <laughs> hidden somewhere Just, if we drink long enough i'm sure yeah, i'll figure it out i'm sure it could get real inappropriate yeah too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's why his wife won't listen to yeah. this episode so
2: she doesn't listen to anything i do anymore <laughs> <laughs> you're on a what? Yeah. Did you listen to it? No,
0: no. Like, She's like, oh, you're doing that again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So, <laughs> what what are what are we enjoying of yours um, in in this first glass? Yeah.
2: So, what we're enjoying right now is Midnight Cast. Uh, and so, what Midnight Cast is? So, it's whiskey War Midnight Cast. We take our uh, barrel proof, which is comes out of the barrel at usually around 118, uh, and then it's 85% barrel proof. And then it's 15% port wine. And so we just physically mix mix port wine into it. It's not Asian port wine barrels or anything like that. It's just a straight up blend. And so then we proof it down to 82. And so what this is to me is a cocktail in a glass. Because Mm -hmm. uh, as I mentioned to you guys earlier, I'm lazy. I don't make cocktails. I just pour out of a bottle and I enjoy and so for the nights that I felt like I wanted something a little special, that's what Midnight Gas was for.
1: Yeah. So, And, and I ha- definitely have, we've had this on, on our episode before, mm-hmm. sort of, because um, yeah. I had a an older bottle yeah. of it.
2: So, ju- yeah, just recently, this past Friday, the 16th, is when we switched all of our Whiskey War products
1: over to four years. Which makes a big difference. Yeah, I'm tasting like a lot more. um, From what I can, you know, remember, I don't have them sitting side by side, but like I'm catching a a little bit more of that oak note. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, To me, there's a, like, it's almost, it's more
2: buttery. Like it it has a lot more, uh, like, viscosity, that oiliness to Mm -hmm. it when you're drinking it. It's a lot smoother and uh, almost like a creamy aspect Mm. in a sense.
0: The color's beautiful. Not that I'm a color person when it comes to drinks, but there's just. A, a very pretty uh, color with it. Nice, nice, like reddish, darker brown than I remember from what we had. Cause the original um, midnight cask was that two year then. Yeah. We, we were usually around two and a half years
1: mm-hmm. for all of our previous batches. So um, was it technically an, so first question, is this technically an age stated product? Is it coming? Like, is it stated at four years guaranteed it? Like, so we, once it hits four years you no
2: longer have to have an age statement on it and so we are now so right now the labels still say aged at least two years which is still true Mm -hmm. because it's aged four um so our new labels we remove that because even if we started putting aged four years the goal is to still continue to increase the age and so we just decided to remove the aged at least two years because now we're allowed to do that
1: Uh, but from now on all the whiskey war products will be four years so that's super cool um you know, if you haven't tuned in before or whatever, I'm super into whiskey. I have about uh, about 150 different bottles um, in my basement. Yeah. Um, so love whiskey. And a lot of times, distilleries, when they stop putting an age statement on it, they're doing actually the reverse the of, w- of right. what you're doing, yeah. right? Ancient it's like, I don't want to tell you <laughs> yeah. that we've dropped, you know, a couple of years off or whatever. Yeah. But what exactly. you guys are doing is sort yeah, of... It sounds opposite. like you're setting up your labeling, too, to be... Um, a little bit more flexible for longer down the road I mean, we have
2: to you know it's we're we're a small business we're not you know jim beam or makers mark or woodford or something like that um yet hopefully <laughs> but you know so we have we have to we have to be smart with how we're spending our money and, yeah. and kind of the flexibility of that aspect so yeah i
1: just think that's super cool that that it you guys are going up in age because that's not yeah typical. and then no price change either so oh, wow so we oh there uh, isn't
2: mm-mm. Wow, that's good on wow. I mean, you yep. guys like i just assumed yeah. No, so i mean our whole thing is how can we keep and it sounds cheesy but it's absolutely not i mean our thing is how can we keep passing value on you know if we can still make what we need to make you know from our cost of good standpoint because we're we're number nazis nazis we we this has to work like financially for us because we're building a business to make money to employ people to give people jobs so they can right. you know survive their families and all that stuff so if we can't do that it it messes everybody up right but if we're making there's almost an essence of like you can make too much profit you know in in an essence but where it's like for us we saw our margins of what was happening because we've been buying more and more and more and more and so we're getting this cost of um our cost of goods is going down Mm -hmm. and then so we started to buy older and older and older and we got to the point where we feel confident now that we can be releasing those four years consistently from now on um and so our cost of goods has gone up again to
1: do that obviously um, but it still fits within our within our. But it sounds like what you've range. done instead of saying, "Hey, here's a bunch of extra money right. in our pocket," we're going to reinvest into. Yep. That's our whole. Our
2: that's product. our whole aspect right now, especially. So we've yeah. been. We're coming up on three years. I mean, we're we have you have to keep reinvesting into your business. You just have to, mm-hmm. you know. And even to the sense like when you guys talked about <clears throat> me doing design work and having uh, my small design shop. The reason I still have that is because myself and my business partner, Jordan, uh, we're not pulling a bunch of money at a high bank. So I, I have States of Design still because I still need a paycheck from States of Design, you know? So, and eventually, you know, we have a plan to where we both won't have to do that. Jordan owns Zest Juice Co. Here in, uh, here in Columbus. And so it's a cold press juice company. They have four locations. He's still helping run that as well. And so we're both kind of double dipping as we're running high bank simultaneously. So,
0: um, the peanut butter and jelly um, smoothie is to die for it says. <laughs> anyway, but to die for also is your design work. And I you can tell that you are an artist by, by education, by trade, by gift, because your, um, your designs on your labels are amazing. And I'm only assuming that you had your hand then in a lot of the design work around, yeah. around here. Yep. So let's get this straight before, because there's so much I want to ask you. You design the labels. Yes. You're back here distilling and, and running everything back here where we're recording. And I like your speakeasy, but this is, pr- this is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, no. This so is- he has the bottles, a, a movable bookshelf. I may have showed you pictures. I don't remember if I did. But like this is kind of That's like... That's awesome. This is cool, too. Again, yeah, no, this is much... People are clearer. looking at us, yeah. so we almost feel like we're cool. Well, they're oh, not I'm really just, looking at yeah. us. They're watching TV or talking to people. <laughs> it's fine. They're glancing. It's true. <laughs> but you do the design work, the distilling. You have your hand out there. Um, you are coaching, which you didn't put into bio. So I was already like, wow, I'm tired looking at everything you do. It's not one of my proudest three, moments three of Three kids... <laughs> How do you, how do you do all this? I think that's the first question I'd like to ask you. Um, sleep is optional, uh, mm. most of the time. Uh,
2: so I, I mean it, uh, it, everything ebbs and flows. I think you can do anything for a period. You can kind of work real hard for a period of time. You need to make sure you, you kind of build in breaks, you know, of times when you're not really pushing yourself really hard. And really I just allow my, My mental state, my body, my physical state, all that stuff to tell me when I'm maybe going a little too hard and try to, you know, step back and take, you know, a month or two where I'm not working a lot at all, you Mm -hmm. know, and, but I mean, for me, it's,
1: it's making sure my priorities are straight. Um, so I'm going to just slightly interrupt because you made a really good point on the priority thing. Um, so normally no one listening would know this, but normally we record around like seven o'clock ish um tonight we started recording right around like 8 30 um and the reason is and i have like seriously utmost respect for this you were like we could do this over zoom um we were all sitting around um at a big open space we also were all vaccinated um so this was uh, everybody agreed they felt safe and we've followed all the other sort of things outside of that not the point i'm making um but what you said was if you want to meet at the distillery we can do that but um I can't meet you until at earliest eight o'clock because I go home and I put my kids to bed and I have yeah. dinner and all that sort of stuff. And, um, I was already impressed with you and all of your sort of accomplishments, accomplishments and things. Um, but for you to be like, listen, man, this is my like time. This is my sacred time. I'm not skipping out on it. I like utmost respect for that. And th- that really speaks to when you say like having your priorities straight. Yeah. Um, You know, again, not that I'm trying to pretend like we're like super famous people, but like for real, that was really a, a cool thing. And I was like, that is the most, th- that very much speaks to what we're sort of talking about and yeah. trying to do with our podcast of like engaging parents. Yeah. And like, it's easy to find the excuse to like skip out on something and be like, oh, I got to go do this thing. Or, and then one thing leads to another. And Matt, you've talked about that in terms of like when COVID came, you started, um not really taking evening
0: meetings. Yeah, I've been picking and choosing now. What? Yeah, I, is it worth being away from my family? That's sure. kind of what I ask myself before I sign up. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's
2: it's again, it's such a balance. Um, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard this before too, but you know, I can be replaced here at High Bank. I can be replaced at work. I can't be replaced at home. Yeah, right? that's so a, that's it, a great point. It, great reminder. And so for me, that's from the start. I mean, my where I started in life professionally to then, I mean, just the steps, like I didn't jump right into this. It was really kind of this like leading into it, like kind of right foot, left foot taking on more, taking on more. Can I balance this? Can I balance this? And, and I mean, there's for sure times when we first opened the, the three months before we opened the six month after that nine month period, I call my blackout period. I literally, and I'm not even joking. I don't remember most of it yeah. because my schedule at that time was i would wake up at four o'clock in the morning every morning and i would work for two hours my girls would start waking up at six i'd be cooking breakfast you know every morning my wife's a teacher so she would leave head to work at 8 30 drop them off at daycare at 8 30 come down to high bank work here all day leave at 4 30 go home have dinner put the kids to bed come back down here until midnight And then I'd be back home at 1230, go to bed, sleep for three and a half hours, be back up at four o'clock the next morning. And so I literally did that. And I did that for, you know, like nine months. And that that was a period. But that was literally, you know, like I just knew that there was going to be a season. And -hmm. I knew when that season came to an end because I was literally like, can't do this anymore.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I think that's the big thing is like, you've said like listening to your body and like understanding, like I can't do the, like, you know, I don't advocate that anybody sort of pull that sort of schedule just as a counselor, but I I get it and I appreciate it. And I respect it that you were like, I can do this for a period of time. But even, so one of the things too,
2: is like, even in that time, there was built-in breaks. Like weekends, I still held really closely as like yeah. this family time, right? Yeah. And so where it would be Monday through Friday was a time that was just like grind. Grind it out, get as much done as I can in that time. Weekends would come around. I wouldn't do anything all day Saturday. I wouldn't do anything all day Sunday, just hang with the family. But I would still work. I would still wake up early, work in the morning. As soon as the family's up, I would stop working. I'd hang yeah. with the family. I mean, obviously, there's going to be things that pop in here right. that you right, have to right, do. Right, 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 right kids would go to bed and I'd just work at home, mm-hmm. you know, and like catch up on emails and do all that stuff. And so like the weekend was still kind of like designated as, so it's like my whole goal was I didn't want my kids to know yeah, that anything majorly different was going on or that why, where's dad? Why isn't he here?
0: I mean, that's, I never want my kids to say that stuff. See that, that right there is the, the reason why I've always wanted to be a dad and then why I thought starting a podcast talking about being an active, present dad was needed. When I was working in youth ministry and then volunteering with youth ever since, and it's been 15 years now, um, whether it was choir concerts or plays or after school other things or the weekend stuff for youth ministry, I only saw moms, dads were never there. And a lot of times it was dad's at work, dad's out of town for work, dad's doing this. I vowed, and I didn't even have a girlfriend at the time, that I would not be a dad where they, where my kids, my future kids, again, this is 20, 23, I was 23, I mean, I sure, sh- sh- I was not anywhere where I am now at 35, but that that right there, what you said, was what got into my heart when I was in my young 20s, because all I kept hearing was, my dad's working, my dad's yeah. out of town working, that's awesome that you yeah. do that. Yeah,
1: and. and- also, you know, I my growing up sort of situation was a little bit different in that my dad's job got yes I forgot about that out uh, of of Columbus mm. and he worked spent majority of my childhood working in California, Um but I will say my dad made like a big like we talked almost every night on the phone like all, this was obviously before um FaceTime how, and how stuff like it was a long, like a long time like twenty like, like fifteen years just, so. yeah. Um, wow. So, and he would fly home every other weekend. Yeah. Um, and he did that not because he wanted to, but because that's, that's, he had to. That was sure. like, yeah. he needed a job. We need, yep. you know, all that sort of stuff. But even in um, him not being like physically there, like I was always excited to call and tell him when like something cool had happened yep. um, or like those sorts of things. Um, and I always knew that he wasn't there, not because of any other reason than just, like, the circumstance that we had sort of found ourselves but in. But you knew you were still a, priori- you were a he, priority to he, him. Right. He yeah. made you a priority. Right, yeah. right. Um,
0: and, and I think Despite the that's circumstances. The, right, And yeah. so, like,
1: that's the other part of this, too, is that, like, no one's saying that you have to have, like, the regular work schedule or anything like that or whatever. You can still make your children feel like a priority and let them know that you're a priority and it might look a little bit different um you know my situation obviously growing up looked different than your situation that looks different than than what your your kids are going through um but yeah you know
2: i can really relate to that though because my parents got a divorce when i was in ninth grade and then by the time end of my sophomore year my dad moved to florida for a job And so I always, I mean, I still have a close relationship with my dad. I call him probably every other day we talk. Um, But when he moved down there, it was a big deal because my dad was absolutely involved in my life. Like every aspect, I played baseball, football. He was always coaching. He was, you know, he was never missing a game, you know, type of thing. My dad was a very present dad, a very great dad. And then when he, you know, in high school, when I was 15 years old, he moves to Florida. And I remember crying over that and being like, what the heck? You know, like what's going to happen? And he said to me, He's like, whenever you want to come down, he's like, I'll come up every other month and whenever you want to come down, you can come down. And he didn't back out from that. I went down to Florida, I was in high school, I flew to Florida six times a year. That's, he would, he would fly awesome. me on a Thursday night and back on a Monday morning for school. And like, if I called him on Tuesday and said, dad, I want to come down, I want to see you. Two days later, I was on a plane and heading down there. You that's know, it was awesome. like, it was one of those things, like exactly what you're talking yeah. about, where, you know, I maybe only saw my dad once every six weeks then, where I used to see him every day. So it was different,
1: but you know, could always get a hold of him on the phone. Yeah. And whenever I needed to go there, he would that, come down. That time always like counted. Like, I think about sure. like what my dad did. Um, and he's, you know, he's been on our podcast we talked about it before, he's but he's
0: a legend. Um, when we're done recording, we have to, um, over whatever we're going to be finishing at the end of this episode, I'll tell you about my T-
1: trip. We'll, this we'll this will blow your mind. You're going to yeah. freaking
0: love it. Yeah. But yeah.
1: but my dad would dr- would fly take the red eye flight home on a Thursday night. He'd work all day in San Francisco, California. Yeah. Fly home and be up present. He'd you know I, when I was in school he'd probably he'd sleep Friday during the day. When I came home from school. Friday he was he wasn't you know don't get me wrong he he was grumpy sometimes who wouldn't be that would be you know all that sort of stuff but 99% of the time like he was at my soccer game he was you know doing whatever um, and there and all that sort of stuff and I think of like And then Saturday, or I'm sorry, Monday morning, he'd wake up early, fly all the way to San Francisco early enough that he could work a full day in San Francisco. He'd like use the time time change. Yeah. Right. So he'd like fly out at six, which was really like flying out at three. So when he landed, he still can
2: make an 8 a.m. meeting if he needs to. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's great. That's nuts. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, when you and I were talking a, a couple months back, you coming back to to where you're at today here with the distillery you went to was it Louisville and 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 took Yeah, there's classes Classes down there. There's a a real school. I always have to tell people it's actually
2: a real place called Moonshine University. Oh, Um, it's a legit thing. It's a legit thing. Yeah,
1: this is a good thing. I want to know how we go from designing stuff. I found that segue because you brought up your dad. So my dad now lives in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, see what I did there? Yeah, he
2: has for the the past 15 years now. Um, So that's really what set the foundation for even bourbon, right? So... Never did I think so. I remember. So, uh, one of the things my dad and I used to do when he, especially when he moved back. So even when he was in Florida, he had a couple Harleys. And so (sighs) when I was a senior in high school, I got my through, through my high school, I was able to get my motorcycle license, got my license. So when I'd go down to Florida, I could ride (sighs) one of his bikes around and we could like, that was one of the things we did to hang out. So then when he moved back, he moved back my, uh, end of sophomore year, beginning of junior year of college, uh, to Cincinnati. He was in Cincinnati for two years and he moved to Louisville. But when he moved to Cincinnati, it, since he was already riding bikes, it made me as a college junior think buying a Harley would be a cool thing. And so I was like literally probably the only 19, 20 year old, you know, rolling around on a Harley.
0: I got to ask, hold on. I am sorry to stop you, but my family will hate me because they're from Milwaukee and that's where Harley's from. What'd you have? Oh, well, I had a Sportster 1200. <sighs> so I mean, I've it was it was a small bike, but a it was a uh, Sportster black. No, nothing. I learning else. so much about. I, you. I want one. My dad had one when yeah. he was 18. Like he saved up as a as a um, newspaper boy. Huh. Yeah. I've always wanted a motorcycle. Yeah. Really, a Sportster, nothing uh, fancy. i Yeah, that's
2: bike. the thing. It was. It's just such a little raw bike. I mean, yeah. I got. I recommend getting the larger one, the 1200, just because it is Dude, a lot faster
1: and. I run, already thought you were cool. <laughs> I, Maybe, um, we can convince, um, our wives to let us get matching dad-ass Harleys. <laughs> you guys should get some custom paint jobs on that. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sweet. We're
0: recording. Like dad, I'm not going to say what with I... like dad
1: jokes, like, you know, yeah, that, you know. that would be pretty funny. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then like, instead of a horn, like have like something custom made. There you go. There you go. We'll talk about Real it weird. offline. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we go on. Because I I I I don't mean to stop you, but literally with being part like from Milwaukee, I had to ask when you said Harley. Yeah. Um there is another bottle there. Yeah. And we're all empty. What what product do you have there? What this is my go to. So this is this is
2: my what I drink, you know, as kind of my favorite. This is this is the original blend, right? So this is uh sorry, I cap that this is whiskey war
1: That's
2: beautiful. This is whiskey war barrel proof. This is how I prefer to drink whiskey. This is straight out of the barrel, uncut, unfiltered. It is what it is. This one's sitting at what, 116.5? Is that what that one is?
1: Dead on. Yeah, yeah. so um, can you give like a quick brief? Um, I don't, some people, I've talked about it before, but yeah. some people don't understand um, when they buy something off the shelf, barrel proof, not bar- like, yeah, if you, what if does it, that mean? If the label says barrel proof, barrel strength, cast strength, uh,
2: that means that And usually you'll see some stamped number or a handwritten number on the bottle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you look in the front of our barrel proof, we have to handwrite in whatever the proof is, because that will change. (laughs) I did Um, a wimpy pour. I'm sorry. That's disrespectful to you. That will change over time, uh, even depending on when you bottle it. So you have to make sure that the proof is exactly accurate uh, for the government. Yeah, they tax you on that if you don't, right? So uh, barrel proof is just uncut straight out of the the barrel. Uh, You... A typical, like most whiskeys, you get Bullet, you get Maker's Mark, Jim Beam, you know, what, whatever. They're going to be at a certain proof. And that's what our original Whiskey War, Whiskey War Black Label, is at 88 proof. So they're the exact same product, Barrel Proof and Whiskey War Black Label, the original. The difference is the Black Label is we add purified water to it to cut it to exactly 88 proof. And so water definitely changes the flavor, though, yeah. when you add something like that. If you drink whiskey neat like we're doing now. You add an ice cube to it, you add water to it, all that stuff. Because if you look at anything that, so whiskey, a well-aged whiskey has a lot of oil in it, oil from interacting with that wood. If you would just put a single, you watch it, you hold it up to the light, you put a single drop of water in it and you just see ripples of that water interacting with that oil uh, within your whiskey. And just a few drops of water can change the, because it releases different aromas. Yeah. Releases different flavors, and it can really change the flavor of whiskey. Yeah, yeah. this oh, smells big time. time. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, this is how I prefer. Ooh. Prefer, it. and especially when I go buy whiskeys. So, as as of you, like you, I have a pretty decent collection in my uh, in my basement research is what i call it
1: yeah i can't do, uh i can't claim that you can I, you have a podcast I, where well, you guys talk about well, thank you yeah uh, you yeah. can absolutely do
0: it yeah all right i am yeah. when research. you're done when you're done talking about this because i don't want to stop your product and we're going to go back to you because we we're talking about louisville and a motorcycle you're all I, over. i the have place. a question i have a question that we need to, <laughs> I, I need to i'm just curious about for distillers we'll come back to it but is this going, like a sorry. remind you yeah remind that? me okay. please I forget what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) No, you were talking about the ripples. Um, Well, uh, how you add water
2: and yeah. So I'm just most again. Oh, when I when I purchase bottles, the majority of what I purchase Mm. is I look for barrel proof, barrel picks. You know, kind of one off things because you have 150 barrels or 150 bottles in your basement. You you kind of have a lot, and you want to look for something that maybe is going to be more unique or one off stuff, and that's even. Even where we've kind of started to go, where I've started to go with with uh, High Bank with the Whiskey War product, is we have our core line. We have our eighty-eight proof Whiskey War. We have our barrel proof. We have our Midnight Cast Double Oak. You know, came out last summer. It's going to come out again. Oh, good. That's the only one I don't have. Double Oak's awesome. That's going to be more of a mainstay. We're we're just trying to build up stock to actually be able to release more of it. And then we have a product called uh, Whiskey War Barrel Select. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. You you're yeah is that your collection back there that i saw the picture yeah, yeah. which one is that <laughs> i have both oh nice have you cracked them open yet <laughs> yeah i have
1: the cab is yeah the so i actually bought that was wait my, that was my dad told me about that one we haven't you didn't let me have a sit for that <laughs> well that's because it's like it's that's for the people i like <laughs> <laughs> i am a douche that's what we bought yeah. um my dad for his he retired oh, uh, yeah. at the end of of uh 2020 yeah and that was his retirement gift that's mm-hmm. awesome I, that's awesome um, do you like them? Oh, I mean, you're on so, record. Right now. Yeah. Oh, no lie. <laughs> I mean, r- really do. Um, and I'm not just saying this because you're sitting in front of me. Um, they're two different experiences yeah, for sure. and two different expressions. So that was actually part of the reason that, um, I ended up with them. I truly I ended up with them because my wife is a saint and she was like hey you really like high bank they're coming out with this stuff she scours social media more than I do um, Matt, Matt will attest I'm terrible at social media he's just terrible at communication yeah, just in general yeah which is super ironic because I specialize in helping people communicate but anyway um, so I ended up uh, my dad and I did a, a three we did a barrel proof oh, that's so good we did. I'm so glad and, you did that. And then, you know, the two expressions yeah. and I I think the cab is the, uh, was the one that we liked yeah. probably for a, um, what we decided was that one was maybe a little bit more of a, for a general take, like a more general audience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I'm blanking on the, uh, yes. Yeah. Super unique. Really, really liked it. Yeah. Um, but like apples and oranges, it really is, it, but it's,
2: I'm so glad you tasted it next to barrel proof because that's what, whenever I bring people through that experience, right? You guys come down to my basement sometime you are on Westville, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Come over sometime and we can just taste through a bunch of different stuff. Right. And I, that's I love on that, record too. I lo- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that you did that because that's what I always do to people. It's like, this is what it started with right, right. here. And then taste the difference from just a year and a half in a different barrel. Like how drastic the difference.
1: We also have your gin that, um, you, I I call it a mind blank gin. Um, I will, I'll let you fill in what the blank should be. Um, since it's, if I'm understanding correctly, um, you then took, um, the barrels that you used to make that. Do you have the newest gin that came? Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh. You're like,
1: you're on it. Well, my wife likes gin is that gin not amazing it's really good so she yeah. i collect whiskey yeah. um she collects gin um so that was yes. uh, she had a, a successful uh day at work uh is what all the way else and that's the way she chose to celebrate was to come and um buy a bottle yeah. when you guys released it and i did it actually funny enough um i bought her a bottle to celebrate for the same thing. And so she sends me a picture. She's like, Hey, I decided to treat myself. I was like, well, I guess you're going to end up with two bottles. Um, <laughs> and funny. we ended up actually, uh, giving it to one of our friends who yeah. also loves gin Chelsea. Um, but yes. Yeah. Um, that's excellent. I mean, we could
2: literally, I should have told you guys to Uber down here cause we, there's so much stuff that we could. So like what I want you guys to try in a little bit is the batch three and four of the barrel select whiskeys. I'm here for that it. Are almost ready to go. And then I have batch two of the gin
1: that you could try. I am here for it. I am I will Kimberly this isn't a live connection, but we'll get a hold of she'll pick us up. I just
0: I want to go on the record of pre pandemic, I had just like a couple bottles of bourbon. Yeah. In a small little like bar. Yeah. Started the podcast, pandemic, all that. Um I started to build the collection because I was getting you know, when Tuck was born, I started to get um like gifts, you know, the wives yeah. get all the gifts, the babies get all the gifts. Yeah. So here's a bottle of bourbon. So like I've loved bourbon but new to the collection, but I've explored cocktails cuz I'm like you a neat drinker or yeah. just one ice cube. So even though I have not invested he has made all the cocktails. We should have done product research before. We should have. I it's feel fine. unprepared. I'm sorry. And that's your way of saying
1: you're a dick. You didn't share the really good stuff with me. <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: explored. because, like, I would like you. That's my cocktail. Yeah. Would be the midnight cask. Yeah. Like I don't need, but it has been fantastic to explore what you can do with different, different barrel strength and, and, And lower proof bourbons and and other spirits to put into cocktails because I'm not a cocktail person. And if I was out at the bar when I was single, I'd be like, give me bourbon. And you know what? A little ginger ale on top. That's it. Nothing else. Mm -hmm. And that would be like my sweet cocktail to drink throughout the whole night.
1: So here's why I like um, drinking bourbon and whiskey. And and I'll say whiskey, not just bourbon, because I I have all kinds of different stuff down there. Um, And this is my personal opinion. Um, the thing that I like about it is that we could all sit down and, and we won't necessarily do this, but, um, I could say I taste, uh, caramel corn when mm-hmm. I drink, when I drink this and you could say, I, I don't know, I taste birthday cake and yeah. you could say, I, I taste, uh, you know, chocolate covered vanilla cherries yeah and none neither one of us is actually right or wrong it's literally like where your palate is in that moment and so that's where i actually enjoyed or where i started to enjoy tasting spirits neat certainly because um you know the speakeasies changed a little bit at one point i had two wingback chairs that we're in there. There's no TV down there or Mm -hmm. anything. Um, It's literally meant for a a place to either record a podcast or just sit and either sit with your thoughts, read or have a conversation with someone. And so what was really nice was just sitting um, with a wall of whiskey and being like, what do you taste? And just like, sort of like, it sounds, it sounds like kind of hopeless, romantic, cheesy almost, but like just the, the experience of just being present in a moment and just like, having a conversation with someone about like what it is that they were experiencing. Um, and that's where like, yeah, yeah, you guys are making, um, spirits, but if you allow for the opportunity, you're also like creating an experience. You're creating a memory, like Mm -hmm. all those sorts of things. And you're tapping into all of those sorts of things. So like, um, you know, I'm a firm believer in you should drink, whiskey however like you like it if you like it neat drink it neat if you like it with an ice cube whatever um i would encourage you if you're still in the like um i'm not actually tasting it phase where you're just like shooting it back
2: yeah
1: maybe slow down a little bit and appreciate what's what's sort of happening because there's a lot of um craft involved in what's happening Yeah. yeah and um if nothing else to at the risk of sounding super cheesy like your story and other people's story is intertwined in that bottle sure i would recommend if if people are trying to uh
2: get into whiskey drinking is to really i would actually have them purchase a barrel proof product obviously i'm biased with high bank but to purchase a barrel proof get a large ice cube pour that barrel proof over the ice cube let it set for like five minutes it right? yeah. chill let that whiskey get really cold let it dilute down, take some of the heat off of it a little bit and then try it that way. Um, you're going <clears> to, <throat> it's going to kill some of the nuance of like flavor notes a little bit because it's going to be so cold, you know, on the palate. But for somebody that's not used to drinking whiskey, it's going to help that burn go away. Yeah, you yeah. know, that they're kind of, but, and with it being a barrel proof product, you're not diluting it down too much. So you can still get some of those flavor notes. If they would do it with a regular whiskey word, 88, pour that over a cube, let it melt it's going to be too diluted down. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to really get much
1: well, out of that. And at all. also I'd like to point out too: some people don't buy barrel proof or, you know, cask strength because they tend to, they cost more. Mm-hmm. They, they cost more for you guys as a, as a producer to make, because uh, I mean, it's just simple math. Um, you know, not that cost is everything that drives it, but, um, you know, if you can uh, cut it down, cut a product, a barrel down to 88 proof or whatever you're yeah. cutting it down, you'll you'll make we'll each more barrel stretch, yeah. right? Yeah. But the nice, and so when you don't do that and you just sell it, you know, if you get, I don't know, what's roughly how many bottles you get out of a single barrel? For barrel proof, we'll get, you know, 240 Okay, so 240 b- bottles, um, and once that's out, it's out, it's gone. The nice thing is, what people maybe don't realize is, um, let's say you don't enjoy the taste of, of barrel-proof whiskey at, at 120 proof. Totally fine. I'd still encourage you to buy it, and here's why. What you'll discover is, maybe you like X amount of water right. added to it. And mm-hmm. so, like... You remember when you were a kid, <laughs> did you ever read those, like, um, create your own adventure? Like yeah. if you want to go to it, this like, page, yeah, go to this page. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. It's the same sort of experience, but the adult version, like yep. if you want to add X amount of water and you'll actually discover like what you like. Now, what I've found, cause I've introduced a lot of people to a lot of whiskey over the years, just cause it's something I like. Um, is what i found is what typically ends up happening is is that the more you drink of it the more your palate sort of adjusts to it and then like maybe i'm picking random numbers let's say you were doing a one to ten ratio you know one part water to ten part over time that sort of gets typically gets smaller and smaller yeah and you work your way sort of to it so So some people give the advice of if you're trying whiskey for the first time, buy something that's like 80 proof, which is basically like legal bare minimum for what uh, bourbon has to be. Right. Um, but I like your recommendation of, you could also try way up high and and then just, and then figure it out. It's not a bad investment too, because
2: usually, I mean, single barrels can get really expensive because it's like a single barrel. You only have X amount of bottles. It's gone. Right. But the barrel strength, you get a maker's Mark, you know, uh, cast strength, mm-hmm. you're going to pay $55, $60, something like that for it, but it's sitting at 132 proof, you're getting more bang for your buck, right. honestly. You're right. getting more alcohol in that same right. Yeah, and so you're not necessarily losing money, especially right. if you're going to kind of cut it down right. and I w- do something with I it. I
0: weigh that. That's also how I weigh beer selections. Yeah, for sure. Like, if I'm looking at a high ABV, but it's $9, but then this, like... Lower, I, you know, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I, I hear you on that because
2: it always depends on the type of night you want to have too. Yeah, for sure, I'll pay twelve dollars for a six pack that's a, you know, nine ABV. If I only want to drink two beers, you know, after my kids go to bed and chill out, and then I know I have two more nights of beers, you know, that's a great investment because that just cost me four dollars to have two beers that night, you know, Mm -hmm. versus buying like what you're talking about a five and a half percent for dollars, yeah. you know, of a craft beer it's like eh, I'm gonna probably drink three of those tonight and right. I only have one more night certainly <laughs> you know. Right.
0: so let me ask you this you know what I'm gonna take away what I said I was gonna ask Um if you had a tough day at work and then coached did bedtime you said someone's going through teething right now at home mm-hmm. I know you said this is your favorite that we're drinking right now the yeah. barrel strength what would be like your your go-to it was that day mm-hmm you made it to ten o'clock. Lights are out. Everyone's sleeping soundly, and you have just enough energy to open up some one yeah. thing. So I I get that
2: question a lot, and my answer is the same every time. Uh, when I'm saying not high, not non high bank product, right? Because I don't obviously just drink high bank. I love high bank, what? but I drink a lot of a lot of other things. Uh, my go-to, and I always put a I always put a I'm I'm a huge fan of. Budget bourbons Mm -hmm. because oh now I'm interested. So there's there's you know, I think when you get over the fifty dollar range, it starts getting a little crazy. Not that they're not worth it. Not that there's not really great bottles out there. You know, for over fifty dollars, there's amazing bottles out there. Yeah, it it becomes
1: a personal return on investment. Yeah, what's your budget and and how much are you willing to spend? And so I kind of put that fifty dollar price
2: tag as in something that I can go ahead and go buy if Mm -hmm. I really want to and availability because like, you know, just throwing it out there. Well, or antique, right? Like it's good. Now, since it's gone up to $50, I'm actually not a fan of it at that price point. When it was at 37, I thought it was 107. I'm assuming the antique one Oh seven. Yeah. It was great at $37 at $49. I'm like, eh, you know, I'm not going to probably buy that, but it's also not available. It's hard to find. I'm not going to stand in line to get a bottle of antique. one hundred seven. I
1: am not about standing in line. I won't. And I won't pay secondary prices for a bottle either. Also, side note, I won't either. It's ridiculous. No, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, I appreciated how you guys did your bottle releases with online stuff. Yeah. Yep. Oh, sorry. Keep going. No,
2: all good. So my, and it, this goes just slightly over $2 and 50 cents over, but Woodford double Oak is my go-to Solid. bottle. It's in at what? 90, 92 proof. It's not, it's not super hard. Um, but I love double Oak products. Yeah. Um, I, Fair. that's what inspired me to do, you know, our whiskey war double Oak. Mm-hmm so it's 52 bucks uh you can always find it on the shelf you know here in ohio i'm having a funny feeling that it's going to get harder and harder i was just in uh north carolina drove through tennessee kentucky and my wife and i probably stopped at 10 different liquor stores on the way home and only one of them had double oak they really? were all, they all the shelf was empty on all of them and i was like really, really? well i am if i need to like buy a case of double oak and just set it well in the
1: at least it's still on the the shelf yes that, that's sure. where like when it when it's no longer on the <laughs> shelf that's where you got like a problem yeah. when, when they no longer reserve shelf space because it's just not there enough. Yeah, it's true. Alright well, so. uh, all right, any cheaper one? I'm just curious. Uh, if, yeah, if I'm so going to force you under 30 uh, is, does it exist for yeah, you? Yeah, the,
2: uh, what is it? So I like Cooper's, Cooper's 100 I've never had it actually. Uh, it's great, it's like, I think it's right at 30 okay. Uh so that's a budget bourbon if you can find it. Cooper's Bottled and Bond at 100 is excellent um, uh, what is it? The the early times one hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it only comes in the liter. Yeah. That thing's yeah. awesome. Huh? It's Never so had good. That one either. It's so good. Uh, it's hard to find here in Ohio. So whenever I drive to Kentucky to see my dad, I always stop at Party Source. They always have it. It's, party Source. got love me some Party Source. I think it's twenty three bottles. Twenty twenty three dollars for a liter. Mm. But that and I and I forget who bought it. Somebody just bought that uh, distillery and oh, really? is going to be remaking that product. And so I'm probably going to go down and buy like a case of it because I'm worried about what's going to happen to the flavor on that. Bob. So
1: my budget is going to be old granddad bonded. Yes. All yes. about it. It's yeah. cheap, even cheaper than that. Oh, but it's not, it's not fair. Cause it's not available here in Ohio. Um, heaven Hill, um, their green label heaven mm. Hill. It's, <laughs> it's literally like $12. Yes it's really, it's so good. I mean, I like it. I don't know. Like some people may not, but like, and I stumbled upon that on a whim. My buddy and I went, um, Zach and I went, uh, to, um, bourbon just for a night bourbon country. Actually the day after Christmas, (laughs) um, he was, he's, he was in the military. He's, he's out now, but, um, he was in town for a limited time and I was like, Hey, let's, let's just go or whatever. And, um, we went to a gas station and i was like well i got i know heaven hill and i'll be darned if like the green label is not like but they only ship it within kentucky really yeah Hmm. i'll
2: have to pick that up i've not had that yeah it's super cheap 12
1: bucks that's awesome
2: i think the best i mean it wins awards all the time people always talk about it is evan williams bottled and bond white label yeah i just think for 17.99 yeah you can't go wrong with that thing. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. whenever I'm having people like a party, like summertime, you're grilling, you're barbecuing, all this stuff. I mean, before high bank, when I would like, if I don't have high bank at my house, people are like, why are you serving something else? It's like, whatever. <laughs> uh, but like Evan Williams was my go-to because it's like cheap enough that you can mix it for people that mix it and right. like good enough that like if somebody wants to drink it, yeah. you can drink it. It's not offensive. It's not offensive. Um, it's true though. You don't want to put the good stuff out for like bad drinkers. Oh my gosh. That's I'm, again, anybody with a collection, you kind of, there's certain people and evidently you're not in that group. Right? I'm, I'm not <laughs> where it's like, have yeah, like
1: have whatever bottles. you want. <laughs> where, no, I'm saying where That's, he lets you have whatever you oh, want. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. Last time we recorded in the speakeasy, I specifically, before we started, looked at the wall, spread my arms and said, what would you like? Yeah.
0: It's, your fault that you didn't choose high bank yeah but we had we had a good one yeah I don't remember what we had so, there's a lot of things I
2: want to say but to I'm me not- that's like that's what whiskey and whiskey drinking is all about right yeah. like so I have 200 plus bottles you know chilling in my basement when friends come over I really don't even care who they are it's like come on down what do you yeah. want you know so- and, and if you're going to be that a-hole that's like wants to open up an unopened bottle that's like really high end I'm still going to let you
1: yeah, because I'm just I, gonna judge
2: the shit out of you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it likes quietly. Right, because there's so.
2: there's I mean, and I'm one of those things where 80 percent of my bottles on my shelf are opened. I I do
1: not just sit and collect. Yeah, and there is one bottle that I will never open. Yeah, it's not even that fancy. Um, but I it is the original labeling of a Weller Reserve. Hmm. Yeah. That's that, that's it. Yeah, that's the only bottle I want open. I I'm the guy that like the minute I get home, I'm gonna open up and yeah. smell it. Like, totally. I, I'm not buying things so that they look pretty. Yeah. Like that's it's not, not, not the kind of thing. No, no. no. Yeah. In fact, I'm nervous if I come to, if I come to your house and you're like I have 200 bottles of bourbon and they're none of them are open. That's yeah. like red flags for me because I'm like, this isn't about like a status thing. This is... Well, and you won't even see
2: multiples, right? Like I people that it's like, yeah, I have that bottle open and then they have 12 behind it of be the exact I same I have a thing. couple of multiples. So, I do too. Like I, I absolutely... There's a few brands. I mean, when Weller was hard to find in Ohio originally, I probably have five gallons worth of Weller at my house. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not I'm even not, joking. I'm not yeah. that bad. <laughs> I have at least three handles you know of weller and then i have a bunch of 750s my dad he was he was in texas like two months ago and he's like he's like is weller 12 year good i was oh, like uh yeah how much he's like it's 39 dollars. i was like can you buy it all please oh, all he's of yeah. like, well there's only one here and it's really dusty i was like buy it yeah <laughs> bring it back so I, that's awesome i have a weller 12 years unopened still so i haven't opened it yet
1: That but, but you it should still has, open it it's i will i will but i love it because it still has the 39.99 price tag yes. on the top of it <laughs> I don't know what that goes on a secondary market. Not thirty nine dollars. No, not thirty nine dollars. All right. You know what? I feel like I feel like this is a good place for us to pause. I'm out. Are you out? Should I'm we go tap some barrels? Yeah, was, yeah, let's go tap a, this barrel, a good Spot. If you're okay with that. Yeah,
0: let's make everybody jealous. All right. You know, we we got to be honest. This conversation is going so well that we're gonna just stop. Yeah, we, we had a we had a blast um, recording this, and actually. Um,
1: you know we actually had so much fun that um we had to sort of stop refill our glasses and now um we're we're kind of going back to look at this and as we sort of look back at this whole episode as we're getting ready to, to
0: sort of edit it it really seems like this just needs to be a two-parter so we'll do we'll do another we'll we'll have the second part to this after a special two episode mothers day week yeah With two special guests talking about two Mother's Day-related topics, we will come back to the second part of this conversation. You like that? Yeah, yeah. Feels good to me.
1: Yeah, so uh, this is going to be kind of like a a
0: little distillery sandwich. I dig it, and we get another drink. Yeah. All right. I'm down for it. So um, we'll be back in two weeks to finish off this one, but you can stay uh, up to date with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, MySpace. Uh, You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, some other places that we don't really know. But if you could do us a favor, please give us stars. Five stars. Allow us to just get get that rating and those reviews up there on Apple Podcasts. And if you really want to reach us, send us an email at the dad, dadasspodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, drink on, dadass.